Dallas has never been sucked like that. Yeah. But I just started. <laughs> Far out. My whole face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. Hey, but it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, I've got the breakfast in 12 hours and there's no... But sometimes I put, like, an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh, my God. Are you ready? Have you got your wine? Oh, yes, I have my wine. And I have my tea, so yep. this this should be okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Are you going to tell the listeners what you need to tell the listeners? Oh, we're doing it from the start. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't just do a do a reveal episode and like not not reveal the thing. Okay, well, I have my wine and you have your tea. Yeah. And I'm already half wined. Because we knew you'd have to be half wine to do this episode. And I'm sure you're nice and relaxed with your fucking Earl Grey or whatever it is. <laughs> it's English breakfast and I've had a shower and there's a hair mask in my hair and I don't like the judgmental tone. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I've gathered you all here today. And by you all, I mean Emily and my seven personalities. Um, to basically tell you all that my very long-term partner and I have broken up. Yeah, and we are recording this podcast from my bed. Yes. Um, because we needed her to be able to get wine drunk to talk about this. Um, and unfortunately, you can't get wine drunk when you drive to a co-working space and no, work out of a podcast No, room. you can't. And we've been hiding this for... Three weeks? Three, three weeks and now. And we kind of thought we probably have to have to bring it to the table because I almost slipped on the last podcast and told everyone. Well, I almost slipped about something else. So the other yeah. piece of information and the other piece of news is we've actually moved in together. Well, laid all out onto them at once. Fuck. Okay, so we've known each other for five and a half seconds. You know, yep. some even might say six seconds. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... Emily has been incredible um, and now we live together because I'm still paying rent in my other apartment that me and my partner live in together because uh, it's unfair to walk out on a lease and she has kindly taken me under her wing in a house full of spiders <laughs> and miniature ponies out the back. Of course, <laughs> that's going to be the point, the fact that there's a spider in your bedroom. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically every week on the podcast so far since this has happened, I've like gone to tell a story that has happened at home when we've been together and been like uh shit I can't tell that story we can't mention that it's gonna get and now all the stories are gone and I thought lots of funny things have happened like you walked in on me peeing um okay first of all (laughs) I was half asleep and I also had no pants on so we both lost out in that situation it was just like no dignity and that happened what a week in uh, yeah, weekend. Well, I just wanted to get to know every part of you. You know what I mean? You just needed to see me in like my full, most vulnerable state. No, most vulnerable is taking a shit. I'm pretty sure I was probably doing that. <laughs> I was on the <laughs> toilet. I mean, there's no guarantee either way. I can't remember. How can you take a poo at like three o'clock in the morning? I just got home from work. That's how you take a poo at three o'clock in the morning. You're still alive and awake. You have to just get rid of all the caffeine out of your system before yeah, you go to sleep. 100%. But, um, Okay. I'm okay. going to take the reins on this a little yes. bit because I know that you're a little bit of – you're apprehensive to talk about it because you don't want to hurt anyone. And I, I yeah. understand that completely because I also have not had a breakup but have had a lot of situations recently where I'm like, I know they listen to the podcast. I don't really want to say too much. Exactly. And yeah. So – And I know he's here. It was just – we needed to bring it out into the world and I'm finally at a point – 
now where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to talk about it and not fall into a puddling mess in my wine. That still could happen though. I mean, it definitely could. We're but only I'm, three minutes, 46 not, in. It still could I'm happen. Not in front of the listeners. We, <laughs> <laughs> don't let the children see us. <laughs> Um, yeah, and again, up top, we're recording in my bedroom, so if there's anything weird about the audio, we are very sorry, but yeah, this is the us, only way it was going to happen. But please let us know, because this might be a new thing. We could record in my bedroom. At, I think so. What is it, 8 o'clock at night? We could Exa- record in my bedroom. Let's invite all the podcast guests to your very large, amazing, king-size, comfortable bed. I was going to say, why are you about to shit on my bedroom? Because my bedroom is a fucking vibe. I, your bedroom is a, it's a podcast space, all right? It is a and well, never underestimate yourself. Yeah. Um, all right. So I know that I played a pretty big role in mm-hmm. you finally doing the breakup thing, mainly because I got sick of you whinging about it and just went, I what? Just no, fucking break up. But I wasn't really whinging. I think what kind of led me to the separation and, you know, it wasn't, and we're not, and we're not a hundred percent broken up. I've just decided to move out for now because neither of us were really happy anymore and we found after COVID a lot of us were kind of throwing shade with each Mm. other all the time and kind of throwing shade at each other so I wasn't complaining I think I was just venting and Emily a lot of the time kind of went that's not really healthy or that's not yeah great relationshipness happening maybe you should reevaluate what's going on in your relationship yeah I think a lot of it was not just me Sky as well so we'll give her some credit here mm-hmm. but there was one particular night where the kind of the two of us sat you down and went okay you need to figure this out mm-hmm. and whether you're going to do it but it wasn't just I wasn't just things that weren't healthy I think the big thing for you was someone actually asked me after someone completely separate to your situation asked me like you know when do you when do you just pull the pin on it because the sex isn't good anymore like yeah. is that a valid reason to just pull the pin on a relationship and i absolutely think it is and i we've talked about it a million times my mm-hmm. marriage it was vanilla and i didn't know it like <laughs> again marriage because i don't know yes. what else to call it yeah and heads up if you can hear weird scratching in the background it's my dog scratching his beautiful collar beautiful doggo yeah. and whining we don't have like a child in the basement or anything it's yeah just want to clarify that cuz it just got a little bit weird um but yeah i know with him now i didn't know it at the time because i hadn't slept with anyone else and i didn't know what i wanted but you're coming in on this with a little bit of an idea of what you want and having slept with other people and knowing what's out there. So when it gets to that point where it's just not there anymore for either of you, like you've cracked that many jokes that you were bone dry. Yeah. So when it's not there for either of you anymore, maybe you just need to go and try something else. Well, and it really got to the point, and I think quarantine had a lot to do with it as well, um, where neither of us were happy with our bodies, physic- like physically, because we weren't at the gym and we were eating like shit and drinking every day. Um, and we weren't, because we weren't confident in ourselves, we weren't attracted to each other. Yeah, exactly. Which means yeah. the sex was like, the light's off, you know, a little bit of foreplay, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then it's done. And neither of us are like really into it. that smacking against the butt kind of sound. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like yeah. that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only have one hand, so I had to describe it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that was, I think, a big issue was neither of us were just into it, which was a massive problem. Um, yeah. And, you know, and not that I was in any way, shape or form looking at other people or even contemplating being with other people, um, because I've always been quite a committed person, but 
you know, it's the kind of thing, it's the decision you have to make before down the track someone ends up cheating. Yeah, and that's that's what I kind of said to you before when before you did it was if you're feeling that way, you need to make the decision before you feel completely that way and before you go down the route where you're going to do something you regret. Exactly, because I've never been a cheater, but, you know, people end up cheating because they're unhappy but they don't have the balls to get themselves out of a situation they're unhappy in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, you're like, I don't really want to talk about this yeah, anymore. I mean, no, I'm happy to talk about it, but, like, the whole – because, okay, so we still catch up. Yeah, I fundamentally been, disagree with it's this. It's been three yes. and a half weeks and – you know, I have stayed over a couple of nights. We haven't slept together or anything. We just cuddle, like warm body kind of style. And all of my furniture is still at our house and all of my stuff and all of that because I have a very cute little tiny two-seater car and can't move any of it because I'm not much of an independent woman in that sense. Yeah. Um, But I said to him the other day, I'm like, I feel like I'm just – like I'm like babysitting you, like I'm looking after you until you're ready to find your forever person. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel and like that's friends, what the last four years has been. Yes, that, my friends, is not a healthy relationship. That is not what you were supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, I – well, do we go there about how I disagree with the fact that you're still seeing him? And we can go there. You yeah. want to fight? I'll fight. No, <laughs> not in a fighting way. Just in like the, this breakup on your end of things is very similar to my first breakup, except the roles are reversed. Yeah. So you've had this on your mind for a little while and you, you've only just kind of got the guts to talk about it and you sort of blindsided him in a way Mm -hmm. like retrospectively, he will see that it was coming the whole time. He'll start seeing the signs. And like I do now, I can tell 100% that I should have seen the signs earlier. Yeah. But at the time, I had no idea and I was so upset and I couldn't handle the fact that he wasn't upset. And then it was actually my hairdresser um, that said to me, she was like, you, you need to realise that he's spent however long it's taken him to make this decision mourning this relationship. He has already gone through that grieving period and he's out the other side and that's why he's not upset. And the best thing that ever happened for me after that And I'm pretty like, if someone fucks with me, they can get out of my life kind of person. Like I don't, I don't really give a lot. I give second chances, but I don't like, I don't know. I'm just not bothered in wasting time on people who don't want to be in my life. Yeah. So it was clean cut. Like I got Theo with him, the dog that everyone can hear whinging in the background. I got him with my ex and we did a joint custody thing for a couple of weeks because you try and then you realise it's a stupid idea and one person just needs to take the dog. But after that, I felt so much better mm. because I didn't have to see him. He was out of my life. I I literally don't even know where he lives. I know yeah. where he works because one of my friends works there with him, but I literally don't know where he lives. And that is like that feeling for me of knowing that I don't know, have not had contact with him I feel like it would have taken me a lot longer to get past it and I would have convinced myself that it wasn't the end mm. if I had continued to see him. And that's why I disagree with still seeing him. Don't get me wrong. Like I feel we have a weird kind of relationship though. Like we've always, always been more best friends that ended up together and madly love. Yes, what? 
But I just, that's an issue in itself. Like, <laughs> the fact, like, best friends that fuck. Like, there's literally a name for that. Fuck buddies. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but that's what I felt like we turned into. Because I went from being so completely madly and utterly in love with this person to having a lot of problems that I was struggling. Like, the, the cheating stuff and the situationship that we did in episode two. And all of that drama that went on early on in our relationship and that I'm just clearly not over. Yeah. And it also is – it kind of bothers me. Like he kind of does this thing where he makes it feel like I'm now the problem with the whole cheating thing. Like it's – I get that it's me that is struggling with it and he's already moved on and forgiven himself and forgive and forget whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like – and I get that we're down the track now. But he kind of has a unique, wonderful way of putting it back on me. It's like, as in it, the fact that you're reacting now is yeah, not allowed because you haven't reacted for the past two years. Is that yeah? What it, and that yeah. I haven't gotten over it, and it's like now my fault that we're like this because I haven't gotten over it. I mean, not that I should have to get over it. I think yeah. it just took me a while to kind of realize what that did to me emotionally. And that's yeah, that's it. I guess you tried to get over it, and you tried for two years to get over it. But then it was only just recently that you – and it's not – I don't even think it's necessarily that you realised. I think you maybe let it come to your consciousness rather than than your subconscious because yeah. you had me and Sky saying you have other options. You can just move in here. We can find yeah. another way to yeah. sort this out. I think my exact words were to, words to you were it's a problem and we'll fix it. Yeah. Like – when when the problem arises of you being homeless, we'll find a way to fix it. It yeah. doesn't matter what way we're going to do it. And I think that was potentially what let you bring that knowledge to your consciousness rather yeah. than your subconscious. And right near the end there, like I was kind of drowning, as horrible yeah. as it sounds. Like, um, you know, it, it'd been months in quarantine of us getting really under each other's skin. Yeah. And, you know, we'd be throwing shade at each other all the time. And he always had a unique way of not gaslighting. What's the word? Um, of kind of like manipulating in a kind of judgmental sense. Like he'd come across as saying something in a friend, funny, joking way, but it wasn't. Have you got an example of what he would say? Um, oh, I don't know. Like, um, like he'd always, you know, he'd make a joke about, I'd be like, oh, are we cooking dinner? And he'd be like, well, someone has to. Yeah. Like stuff, I'm just throwing shade like that. And I'm like, if you want something done, just talk to me about it. Like I totally understand where you're coming from. But right near the end there, like before I went away to Adelaide, we um we sat down and I kind of laid out everything that I was feeling. Yeah. And I went, this is what's happening. This is where I'm at, blah, blah, blah. He basically like sat there and nodded his head for an hour yeah, <laughs> while, I, <laughs> while I just talked. Um, and then, you know, a few other things he said was like, well, I'm not going to sit here and beg you to stay. I'm not going to, you know, you need to figure out your own stuff. And, mm. you know, when I, when I got back from Adelaide and I was very much so in my own head with it all and I just felt like I was getting ignored. With him? With him. Yeah. You know, because he was doing the whole let's pretend it's not happening let's pretend it's not bothering her and then it literally got to the point where he tried to cuddle me and I was being super distant and he was getting clingier and clingier because I was getting more distant and I just started crying 
And that was the the breakup. And that was that because I just broke down and went, I think I need to move into Emily's for a while. Mm. Which, mind you, I had told you not to do it in the middle of a weekend because we're both very busy on a weekend. And what day did you do it, Steph? Saturday. Yeah, great. In the middle of a weekend is like Saturday night. (laughs) did it at like 2 p.m. But in saying that, I walked into work and I saw the look on your face and I knew exactly what had happened. Yeah. So you didn't have to you didn't have to say it to me and that's kind of and it was a weird you were sad but you were also kind of relieved and that was very strange to see as well like you did for the listeners um the, the weeks where Steph started referring to how passive aggressively depressed she was they were the weeks in which she had broken up with Alex yeah. and to see you like that where you kind of deal with being upset in a completely different way to I do where I will go quite if I'm really really upset I will go really quiet and that's not not normal for me so people start to see like you've said it yourself the last couple of days I've been quite quiet and distant out of it and you've noticed and lots of people have noticed whereas you I think do the opposite you get super happy and energetic and like you're overcompensating so people don't notice and I throw ridiculous, funny, passive-aggressively depressed jokes around. Yeah. Yeah. So that was weird to see for me because I went from seeing you kind of in your head and not knowing what to do and then that night it was like a fl- like switch had flicked in you and mm. you were passive-aggressively depressed, as you say, and you were just – you were fucking hilarious, man. Like, <laughs> you were fucking hilarious. But – from an outside perspective and knowing you the way I know you, I could tell that it was because you were breaking on the inside. Yeah, yeah. And I think you- one of my favourite lines to a customer, uh, you know how people are like, you can't fire me, I already quit. Oh, what, yeah, 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 what are they going to do, fire me? I had a customer being like, how's your night been? And I'd be like, oh, it's fucking disgusting. How's your night going? He's like, wow, that's really dark. That's really, yeah. I'm like, it can't kill me if I want to die. <laughs> you said that to someone? I oh said that to a customer. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. This is why we have bad Yelp reviews. No, I don't know. I don't know what our Yelp reviews – do people even review on Yelp anymore? Is that even a thing? I don't know. But you said that to someone? I did say that to someone. But my favourite <laughs> line to a customer was, oh, how are you doing today? I'm like, oh, worse than yesterday, better than tomorrow. How are you? So that's where that came from. It is where that came from because, you know, I thought it was okay to say it to a customer. And the look on my boss's face – as he stood next to me and I said that to a customer. I almost just choked on my tea envis- envisaging his face. <laughs> I'm still doing it. Because I can imagine that he would have been like, you just said that, uh, but I can 100% agree with you. Yeah, or he'd walk across the road and be like, fuck it, hit me, I dare you. <laughs> and she's back, everybody. She's been pretty good the last like week and the passive aggressively depressed thing's been gone and she's been living her best life and I've been the one that's been a mess. Mm-hmm. And then here we go. You're here again. We just yo-yo this shit. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't mind. I feel like being passively aggressively depressed and throwing a lot of the funny one-liners is only funny because people don't know how to take it. Yeah. Like you'll say something and someone looks at you like, oh, okay, that's uh, – yeah. And I'm like, no, but it's funny because I don't actually want to die. I'm just thinking about it. Please laugh at it. Like, it is a joke. You're allowed to laugh. me. Yeah. <laughs> validate well, me. Someone yeah, – validate me. Don't, that's my line. <laughs> someone said that to me the other night. I, I ended up going home early on Friday night from work and I usually close the bar 
and I didn't close. Someone else closed with the person I usually close with. And on Saturday night, he was like, I missed you last night. And I was like, oh, why? Like, was, you know, the other person kind of grumpy and whatever? Like, what what was wrong? And he was like, he was like, yeah, she was grumpy, but she was just, just like normal grumpy. Whereas when you get grumpy at the end of the night, you're fucking funny. <laughs> and then I proceeded that night to end up in like a ball of like, I don't know if I was laughing or crying anymore. Like I got so- I saw fr- you on the floor. Yeah, yeah. I got so frustrated. Yeah, he put it on Instagram. I got so frustrated at something in the street. Like it was literally, I was trying to sweep a bottle cap up off like the bar mats and it wouldn't go into the sweeper. And I was trying <laughs> for so long and I was like, this shit is gross. I don't want to touch it. I'm going to try and sweep it and sweep it sweep it and then he started laughing at me and then I started laughing at me and then I just didn't know if I was laughing or crying and I just like crouched on the floor and just stayed there for like five minutes but on a different note should we talk about how busy we are at work and overworked at the moment yeah probably we shouldn't <laughs> put that out on a public platform because we might oh what are they going to do fire us can't fire me if I want to die <laughs> you need me more than I need you bitch nah um no, that's well. That's another issue in its entirety. That's that's not, a different podcast. It's, that, that's yeah. That's we're a, gonna get passively aggressively depressed again. <laughs> that's a whole another podcast episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was like, "You're fucking funny when you're in these moods," and I've had that experience because I often keep myself busy and like double down on jobs. Like it'll be a Friday night bar, Saturday something else, Saturday night bar kind of situation, mm-hmm. and by the end of Saturday night. I will be delirious and fucking funny. And that's that's half of the reason this podcast even exists is because I cracked that many one-liners when I used to work at the casino that one of my managers turned around and he was like, you should get into stand-up comedy because you're fucking funny. <laughs> and I was like, so I have to get into stand-up comedy, but I have to take like three all-nighters before it to yeah. put myself in this like zone of I'm funny, I promise kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just don't care about the shit that comes out of your mouth anymore? I think it's less not caring and more like I think when I get tired that part of my brain that is articulate and thinks about what I should be saying kind of just switches off. And because that Saturday – Steph is pouring can another glass of wine. I'm sure it's you can into hit, the microphone. Into the – as she just licked to <laughs> the top of the bottle. I want you to all drink vicariously through me. <laughs> Feel my blood thinning. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. But – the other thing I do on a Saturday is generally like a performing thing. Like I – Steph just threw my sock at me because the dog brought it. This is the reason we don't record at home because the dog brings socks. Um, yeah, I would often during the day be performing. So either hosting an event or presenting or, you know, something that required m- me to be articulate and PG and user-friendly – so by the end of the night, I was like, fuck it, I don't want to do that anymore. So I would just turn my filter off and just say the shit that came into my brain. Because a lot of the time, the shit that comes into my brain can't come out of my mouth. Mm. Because it's not exactly PC. Yeah. Because there's a lot of crap that goes on up here that is just like, it's <laughs> it's a constant eye rolling. That's mm-hmm. basically my brain. is constantly eye rolling at the dumb shit that people do and say. Can I just um, – I would like to tell our podcast family a funny story about your dog. Oh, we're going to go there. We're going to go there. <laughs> can we Can we also point out that you didn't even tell me this? I had to be told by a third party. Okay. And I told this third party because I had to tell someone, but I didn't want to tell Emily because I didn't want her to feel bad about what had happened. 
<laughs> Which I didn't. But anyway, moving but, on. But, but I didn't want her to feel bad. You know, she's not a very empathetic person. She's actually kind of hardcore, but <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Jesus. All right. Yep, go. But so Theo is the dog. Theo likes the smell of bodily smells, let's say. Like he likes to chew on socks and underwear, which I have. Un- he, no, he chews on women's underwear yep. and chews on men's socks. He steals my socks though, but he never chews them up. He, he just, just likes like, to cuddle them. Likes to cuddle them and like puts them they, all around the house. They smell like you. Yeah, yeah. My underwear also smells like me. He just eats yeah. them, which is kind of weird. Yeah. So let's explain my living situation at the moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a very large bedroom. There is a bed in the middle of the bedroom. Nothing else. That was by your choice though. We moved everything else out of there. Yeah, so nothing else. So everything I own is kind of in piles around the bedroom like clothes have a certain pile like toiletries have another pile my life is in fucking shambles at the she's moment she's an interior designer like honestly hire her um it's called modern art <laughs> <laughs> abstract art it's called abstract art you want to see my fucking disaster of a life look at the abstract art so anyway so and I have like a green bag full of clothes and like Dirty clothes because I didn't have a washing basket at this time. I've now got a washing basket because I learned from this experience. I say because of this, yes. And I'm in the living room putting IKEA furniture together, right? Because that's what I want to do at eleven o'clock on a weeknight. And I've come back into the bedroom. I'm not home though. Can we put <clears> yeah, this out? Yeah, you're not home. You're at work. I've come back into the bedroom, and the bedrooms have like a door leading out to the back, and it's been open because Theo wants to like go to the bathroom or whatever. Come back into the bedroom and. All of my dirty clothes are all over the bedroom. <laughs> all of them. Underwear, jocks, socks, fucking everything. And I'm like, fuck, all right. And it's taken me a second because the room is already quite a disaster. So I had to realise that there was stuff everywhere. And then I went, oh, I know what was in the bottom of that bag. And yeah, what-, what was it, Steph? <laughs> <laughs> it was my $250 Honey Bird at Vibrator. Her name is Dallas. Yes. Dallas and I have a wonderful relationship. I was going to say, Dallas is like your best lover. She is my best lover, right? <laughs> she is just every – she is a very expensive, amazing, waterproof, rechargeable, <laughs> top-of-the-line silicon vibrator. Also known as a pet toy. And she's missing at this point, <laughs> right? <laughs> Dallas has left the building. I cannot find her fucking anywhere, okay? I'm looking in rooms. I'm looking on couches, under couches. I'm literally throwing covers off of Emily's bed because at this point I'm like, the dog's fucking taken it into her bed and she's going to crawl into bed and find my vibrator and this relationship's going to be very different from then on and she's going to politely ask me to get the fuck out of her house. Like, (sighs) anyway... So I've done this for about half an hour and then I've, you know, put my head up and the door's open to the backyard of your giant fucking paddock backyard my where backyard's the ponies not live. a giant fucking paddock. There's a fence. And I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> How recently was the lawn mowed? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, you know, I've classically got no pants on i have a shirt on though and that's what counts midnight no one's looking yeah it's midnight in the middle of fucking nowhere (laughs) i've put my flashlight on i've gone outside and you know let's just clarify that was flashlight not flashlight i didn't have one at this point (laughs) (laughs) so i've gone out and i've gone hunting or fishing some might say and yeah about 50 meters away from me in the grass was my very pink 
very silicon vibrator with like four pairs of my underwear, man. <laughs> and like, oh, <coughs> I'm kind of, I'm at the point of like now Dallas and I haven't had fun since because I just don't know where I stand with it because get me like there's no teeth marks or anything so that dog oh, he's just, very gentle he's very very gentle and that's the problem I'd rather he chewed it to fucking bits because I just know that that dog laid out there sensually licking my vibrator for fuck knows how long because I was busy building Ikea furniture <laughs> what an image what an image my poor boy your poor boy yeah, my, my poor dallas <laughs> my poor puppy dog dallas has never been sucked like that <laughs> but I just, I just... <laughs> far out <laughs> and then you didn't tell me i had to be told oh. by someone else and you didn't tell me because you were like oh oh i don't want her to feel bad and then when i finally found out i was like fucking idiot like i I fucking told you i warned you that he likes underwear the only thing more more impressive to a dog than underwear is a vibrator yeah do you think he managed to turn it on i don't think oh i hope not (laughs) like Uh, i really hope not but it was in the bottom of all of my shit yeah but i told you that he finds it anywhere (sighs) you know what and i'm not I'm not saying you didn't. I'm not denying the fact. You're right, Emily. So I'm about 15% feel bad because, like, I'm sorry that it happened. However, 85% of me is like, (laughs) you're a fucking moron, I told you, by a bedside table. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed and weirded out and grossed out. I'm like, so she's been cleaned thoroughly, but, like, how clean can it? Can I use it again? I feel like this is I a question for the audience, for the masses. What what rules out? Can I use it again? Because there's no teeth marks in it, and it's very expensive. And she is my favorite, and they don't make her anymore. And we do have high grade sanitizer spray. That they. Do, what am I going to do? Like lo- put it in lighter fluid, and just call <laughs> it a day? Like straight up metho. <laughs> but you can't throw it out because it's so expensive, and there's nothing actually wrong with it. And they don't make them anymore. Yeah. So what do I do? All right, listeners, slide into the DM, DMs and answer her question because the look on her face right now is very much like, I just want permission. I'm so desperate and I want to know that if I was to use it again, then it's not fucked up, you know? Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> if I stick something in my vagina that has been licked like by a dog, is that weird? But see, when you phrase it that way, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but who's to say that... No, it's weird. There is no coming back from I was no, I was gonna be like men are very friendly with their dogs, so who's to say they haven't got out of the shower and the dog's accidentally? It's a peanut butter thing, everyone knows about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean but you know about this, I guess. Plausible deniability is a is a good, powerful tool. I'm just Dogs have licked lots of things, man. Yeah, but like the vibrator. It goes inside of me. Um, did you buy a bedside table when you went to Ikea the other day? No. But <laughs> maybe add that to the top of your list? Maybe. I, well, I have, a, I have a bookshelf now. I just put all my sex toys on the top of it, like kind of for display, but more so so the dog doesn't maul any of them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm never coming into your room. I'm not going to be able to look at you. We bought matching bookshelves and on the top of mine is a picture and a ring light 
Wait, so you don't want to have the matching sex toys that we own together? No, mine's in my bedside table like a normal person. Oh, my God, I've got a bedside table. (laughs) Oh, my God, I'm not living in squalor. (laughs) Why? I have a bed. (laughs) Which is mine. (laughs) And half a piece of used carpet under the bed. Hey, it's it's counts. A, it's a big piece of used carpet. It's just also a big room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gotten very off topic. Maybe we should circle back. Uh, I don't know where we're circling back to, though. That's exactly. The thing. So why would we circle back? Are we circling back to like? Did you want to talk a little bit more to the whole like negative commentary and that sort of stuff and why? Yeah, actually, it's funny. And you say you don't want me seeing Alex anymore, and you think it's a bad idea that I still see him, but. Partially for his benefit as well as your own. Uh, Yeah, and for his benefit. But I also, I've kind of noticed, and I think I've noticed because I've been out of it. Obviously, I'm female and I have a lot of insecurities and physical and mental insecurities. And Alex would, my partner, (laughs) would always make You've mentioned his name a million times, bro. You may as well just say it. Yeah. um, He would always, you know, be the one to comment on, you know, that like that's not in your diet. And we had, we did have a lot of goals and body goals and stuff but you know would really make me insecure and I feel like a lot of it came from his insecurities as well you know it's like what is it a problem shared is a problem halved I've never heard that but it makes sense it does right so it's it's almost like an insecurity shared is an insecurity halved and I've noticed since that every time I have seen him now he points out something about me yeah, not not in a bad way. Like it, it does, it doesn't come across. He's not saying it to be a dickhead, but he just like systematically points it out. And you know, we came up with this rule in a podcast a while back. Whereas if you can't fix it in five minutes, don't bring it up. Yeah, you know, when it comes to people's appearance, like yeah. crooked teeth, pimples, blah blah blah. If, you, if they can't fix it, don't bring it up. And you know, once it was, he commented on a bruise I had on my arm, which. It's fine, but he made a comment like I'd been laid, which I thought was inappropriate when I hadn't. Yeah, but it's also Um, not his business anymore. And this is what I noticed as well. So I went to the gym with Alex and I wore just like a crop top and pants and he made a comment. He's like, oh, it's been a while since, you know, you haven't worn a top to the gym. Oh, must be feeling confident now that you're a single lady and like just kind of unnecessary comments. No, tops are just annoying at the gym. But, and I said to him and he was right, he was right. And I'm like, yeah, but, and I kind of analyzed it later. Yeah. And I went, I am a lot more confident now. And I feel like I can do that now because I guess I cared so much about your opinion and you were my world and you were everything that I cared about. Mm. And I wanted to be perfect in your eyes and I never felt perfect. And I guess now any male that's looking at you and any male that you get with or, you know, start a new relationship with, they're coming into it with the version of you that you are now. Yeah. And whereas we've spoken about this as well, the the version of you and him from four years ago are not the same people you are now. And that's yeah. physically, emotionally and mentally. Yeah. But you potentially – and I – well, I definitely felt that when I split with my ex in terms of anyone who was interested in me, I didn't feel like I had to better myself for them because yeah. they were just getting what they got. Yeah. Like, this is what I look like and this is what I'm working on and whatever, but I'm working on it for myself, not for you. Well, yeah, and it just – it really put into perspective. I'm like, you know what, it's not that I felt more confident. It's that I cared so much about his opinion and he's not around anymore that I'm not insecure about what he thinks about me. Yeah. Because he enforced those insecurities a lot of the time. Do you think – and this might be a hard question to answer. Do you think a little bit of it was also like – 
you felt like you had to be the best person so people didn't judge him for being with you. Does that make sense? No. As in, no, you don't think it was that? It was no. literally just, it wasn't like you didn't feel good enough to be with him. It was just <gasps> the way he made you feel. And I hate it because a lot of the time, so the person that he cheated on me with and the people that he, the situationship people that he slept around and with. And let's just clarify that was two years ago. Two years ago, ago yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't think there were overly like there weren't model stunners or anything in fact I considered myself to be more attractive than them but that took a blow to my confidence because I'm like you literally have this to come home to and you have this at your beck and call and I was so utterly in love yeah at that point and I'm like and I, I don't mean to sound so shallow but it was always how was that better than this? No, well, and, and that's regardless of like physical appearance, that's always going to be in the back of your mind. Like when you love and adore someone that much and yeah. you give every single part of you to them and they are, you know, mm-hmm. you pretty much, they could snap their fingers and you would do whatever they want to a degree. Yeah. That is hard to wrap your head around how they could cheat on you when you're giving them everything. Like what more could they yeah. possibly want? It's like how could you you know, throw everything and us away for one night with something that I don't consider better than me in what case whatsoever. Yeah, and it would potentially be easier to kind of rationalise it if he was out there banging Gigi Hadid, but he wasn't. Instead I was going, why wasn't I good enough if you think that was all right and if you think that was good enough? And that really hurt because it's, it. yeah, it was why was this not good enough for you? So then I never felt good enough because even if I was the best thing in the world and I was at my peak of everything, it's you don't have very high standards. He still clearly. Not even that, but it also like to me it also kind of suggests that it wasn't necessarily about the other person. Like I can understand – like the concept of a hall pass, again, bring that up. So like the concept of a hall pass is you can sleep with a person because you were infatuated by them and whatever and they're attractive and they're, you know, George Clooney or whatever. But that to me seems like it was less about him having a connection with those people yeah. and more just him needing to get his dick wet. And it really was. And actually, and we've even spoken about it since and I, you know, a lot of the time I was overseas at the time. mm that's not fair and well yeah both of it's not fair both sides of it's not fair because that's why long distance relationships don't work yeah that's like that's it but see but I never understood it because I was I was on the other end of that and I was good like I didn't I couldn't even look at another man another man would start flirting with me at work and I'd be like no I am so not interested I didn't even want to flirt with anyone just for fun because I was so incredibly in love and happy yeah and I just didn't have that in return and I think and again this is something we spoke about was you know we started off on like opposite ends of the scale Mm. I was madly incredibly dedicated and in love and that's where he is as of late and our paths have like gone in opposite directions because every time I've forgiven him for something I've fallen more out of love with him but he has fallen more in love with me because I've forgiven him yeah yeah it's a tough one, but I mean, 
Yeah, I th- I think in a nutshell, you've made the right decision and you seem a lot happier um, at the moment and you've definitely kind of like your confidence has picked up and yeah. I think there's a lot of things. It's not just about the relationship that you were in but it's also about the things that you wanted to experience before settling down with someone forever. Yeah. And I think you still have a lot of things on that list. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to go out and experience them. Yeah. And I think you're kind of getting ready to do that. Yeah. Which would be – it would be good to see because my auntie refers to it as sampling the buffet. She's like, you've always <laughs> got to sample the buffet before you choose, you know, which meat you want to stick with. <laughs> and I don't think you're done sampling the buffet. I think you've still got things that you need to learn. And likewise, I'm not done sampling the buffet. That's why yeah. I fucking freak out the minute I'm like – getting in a relationship I'm like but I haven't done that yet yeah and I can't do that with you so well the thing is like yeah because we had like a friendship relationship it was always I I feel like I could do anything and everything with you we could travel we could you know have sex together with other people and things like that but and we still want to travel separately but the fact that every time we've done that I've ended up hurt makes me go well, we still want to do that separately, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be faithful. Yeah, and I think... You know, and what's the point of spending another five or ten years together if we're just going to end up in the same position we're in now? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I said this to you as well. It's If it's meant to be, it'll it'll happen again. Yeah. And it'll all come back. But for right now, you need to do you and be an independent single woman. And, and I, I believe in that as well. I'm like, if... If I'm meant to be with this person, we will end up back together yeah. and this will just be a phase. It's tattooed on my arm. It must be true. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on Facebook. It's true. <laughs> I actually have that tattooed on my arm though. Yeah. That's not just a joke. <laughs> well, it's it's in Spanish. It doesn't just say if it's meant to be, it'll be. It's kind of like wankier than that. Yeah. But yeah, I think if you're, yeah, if you're meant to be together, it'll all turn around. And if not, Someone else will walk into your life and you'll realize you made the right decision. Like yep. life isn't that straight and straightforward and we're not supposed to necessarily be in relationships all the time. Fuck, yep. I get a glimpse of a relationship and I freak the hell out and I'm yep. like, I don't want to do this. I can't. And I like <laughs> run for the hills the opposite yep. dire- direction. So just take a leaf out of my book and just be single. What, what's my rule? Do you remember my rule? Yes. So Emily's rule is um, if – He's not worth not being single for, then he's not worth the relationship. There you go. That is the rule you are to live by. Because <laughs> apparently the- being single is incredible. I don't know. It's been four years. But it's I'll give it a incredible is a strong word, but it's just like it's nice to not have to put – like we're very busy. There's a lot of time and effort that goes into a relationship and making sure you're validating the other person and yeah. making sure their feelings are okay and – don't get me wrong, for the right person, that's amazing. Yeah. But there's also a, like you can't go out as much with your friends because like there's a lot more freedom. Yeah. There's a lot more freedom for being single and there's you can enjoy yourself in certain scenarios a little bit more because there's not that niggle in the back of your head of being like I should be at home with mm. so-and-so or not because it's a negative thing that they're putting on you but just because it's hard to – Break your time up between so many people. Yeah. So being single kind of helps you build your relationship with your friends and you can just go around and go out and fuck around and be a moron and it doesn't matter what happens. And like a good thing that's getting me kind of through everything that I'm going through at the moment and, you know, when you have bad days in the past and really bad things happen to people, 
So I believe in reincarnation. I believe that our souls come back over and over because we need to learn the lessons that we need to learn before Mm. we move on kind of thing. And whenever I'm put through a really tough time, I kind of think to myself, what is the universe trying to teach me? Yeah. Like what am I supposed to learn as a spiritual person from this event that's kind of meant to bring me to enlightenment by the end of it kind of thing? It was a very – I know. I feel like I've just done a yoga session and you're about to (laughs) tell me to go into child's pose. But really, like you really got to think of like what what is the universe trying to teach me here and what do I need to take away from this? And I like I have that similar sort of – well, not – yes, what is the universe trying to teach me but also kind of I'm a – like that whatever will be will be kind of, you know, I don't believe in any religions or anything but I do believe that – to a degree, what is meant for us will happen. Yep. And someone's figuring that out for us and we don't mm-hmm. need to stress about it. And I don't know whether I think that just to find solace in it and just to not stress the fuck out about everything yeah. because I stress the fuck out about everything. Literally, I have a like one of those Garmin watches and it tells me on a daily basis <laughs> to calm down. My- it's like, you are stressed. My guardian angel literally shakes her fucking head at me. She's like, what the fuck are you doing, woman? What are you doing? What are you doing? This is not the plan. (laughs) I'm just going to throw this giant fucking kink in the work so you can put your fucking head in. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know. I don't know if this is all necessarily that bad. Like, it's not, but I still think there's something I'm meant to be learning here. Yeah, but we've already learned a lot from each other having lived with each other for the last three weeks. Like, we're learning... If, if nothing else, you're learning that sort of stuff and, you know, you'll go out and you'll start exploring sexually and you'll start finding yourself as an independent person and yeah. then when the next boyfriend rolls around, you... He's going to be fucking terrified of me because I'm going to be a strong independent woman that wants to peg a man. You're already that, but like... <laughs> no, but I mean, you won't take as much shit mm. and I've kind of had that in the last couple of weeks where... My granny said to me, she's like, you need to start dating the age of your soul. And it made so much sense to me because, like, ever since I was five, like, she meant it in terms of, like, date a man who's, like, in their 30s so you can get married and have kids, thanks. But I took it as everyone has told me since I was five five years old, I've had the brain of a 30-year-old. I've been way too mature for my age and I carry myself – I don't deal with people's bullshit very well. So – I think I need and maybe you need once you've got through this someone who's got their own life together. Yeah. And I think the fact that you've I've had two relationships with people who very much did not have their lives together. Yeah. And then you've also had this experience you'll grow and you'll become that independent woman and you'll have your life together. Yeah. So then you will be ready for someone who also has that life to, their life together and then you can form this amazing unity of Together lifeness. I don't know. I just feel it feels like less work. That's if I ever, ever want to date again, or I might end up back with Alex. Like you just never know. You never know. I think you never know. From my perspective, I think you should treat it as if you won't end up back with Alex. Yeah. Because I think if you even give him an inkling of that being a possibility, you're going to ruin him. But it's it also weird. But I also think that he wants this too you know like I uh, we agreed to spend some time apart but and he did the whole like I'm not gonna chase you 
I'm not going to beg you to stay with me, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, that's reverse psychology right there. It is reverse psychology. And it's I sit there and I'm like, well, I'm not asking you to chase me. I'm not asking you for any of that. But the fact that it's now been three and a half weeks and I feel like he's totally fine because he hasn't made any effort to go, what can we do to fix this? He's just gone, okay, you do you. Okay, I'll let you yeah, do you. Yeah, but do you, you think that's because he thinks you just need to have a moment and you're going to go back to him? I don't know. But, you know, if if the shoe was on the other foot and I really wanted them to stay, I'd... You'd put a little bit of Yeah, and it's not... I'm not going, I want him to beg me to stay because I don't want that, but I just want to feel like he wants this too. Yeah. And it kind of hurts when they don't demonstrate that, which is why I feel like he also might not want this to... might not want us to be back together. Yeah, and that, I think that's a good indication... Of yeah. that. And I think you should find comfort in that. Yeah. It, knowing that you haven't necessarily put him in a passive aggressive depression. Um, <laughs> no, that's my job. Yeah. Yes. And then <laughs> you can go and live your life and do your thing and, yeah. you know, have a good time and see what happens. Yeah. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, life is life and we're young and I don't plan on getting shacked up and married for like at least 10 years. Yeah. And I have my body telling me that's not a good idea. So you're fine, man. You got time. (laughs) You got time. You got time. I got, well, and now the whole world knows that the the person in the podcast that was in a wonderful, happy, committed relationship is no longer in the wonderful, happy, committed relationship because everything fell apart real fucking fast. But if it makes you feel any better, I went from like podcast whore to like kind of happy with someone to like... To now actually super depressed with her entire (laughs) life and passively, aggressively depressed. You don't need to tell everyone that. That's about work though. That's not about... That's not about relationship. Maybe we should should put that on the next podcast. What? You can tell us all about your life experiences right now? What's making you passive? Because walking around the house with this woman when she's passively, aggressively depressed is like stepping on eggshells. Like Why? I, like I love you, but I just want to be quiet. And then you give off this energy where I'm like, I'm just going to go hang out elsewhere <laughs> because I don't – because I want to like cuddle her, but I don't want to upset her, but I feel like she doesn't want to be cuddled. So it's just I better I definitely if don't want to be cuddled. <laughs> yeah, so it's just better if I'm not here. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. It's just, work's fucked, man. I just want, yeah, I feel like I need you to do you and I'm just going to like vacate the premises while shit goes down, you know? No, I'm not that bad. I went for a run today because I felt like I needed to like yell. Yeah. Um, And like, I won't lie, I, there was one one kilometer there where I pushed myself a little bit harder and I probably like wanted to scream and cry while I was running. It's fine. I went to the gym at midnight the other day because I needed to punch something. Like these things happen. Yeah. I'm working through it. It's fine. Cool. So all we need to do is find you a man that you can beat the fuck out of and you'll work through it like I do. I've already got one of those. It's fine. (sighs) We'll just get Jackson back on and you guys can like link up and – what? And, oh, no. I, I can't. You no. can just really take it out on him. And I cannot do that sort of stuff. You would feel excellent, man. No. no I, I've already spoken to a particular human about it and it's fine. Like, yeah. I don't even know. No, that happened after we recorded that. Like, we're, it's fine. We recorded the last kink episode and <laughs> I may or may not have went and explored with a human that I sleep with a lot. Do so, I know about this? Yeah. 
Okay. You do know about this. Okay. It was like literally. Okay. Okay. I told you about it when <laughs> it happened. Not nothing crazy. Still vanilla yeah. beanie. Yeah. But just enough. And then yeah, we were talking again today. So I'll probably see him again soon, and I'll be fine. Yeah. I just need a good a good dick in, and to quit my job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's nothing. Nothing bad has happened. I just need to quit my job. I just don't like the fact that I am currently employed. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I feel like you, yeah, you. I'm never going to win this argument. You're just going to keep telling me I'm passively, aggressively depressed or whatever the hell your thing is. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, no, just walking on eggshells, all the fun stuff. I'll be all right. It'll be fine. I have these moments and you haven't lived with me for longer than 15 seconds, so you don't know what these moments are. And apparently like. you struggle with the concept because I try to make you move all of your stuff. An hour before I had to go to work, you. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm gonna rent you. You brought this up. Okay, okay, so she was supposed to come. She was supposed to come home in the morning, and we were supposed to move the furniture and clean the house and all this stuff. She didn't come home until two p.m. And then is like, oh yeah, we'll move it on now. I had to leave for work an hour later. Not happening. Sorry, but not happening. <laughs> But I didn't say we'd had to – anyway. Anyway, I didn't say we'd had to move her. I just suggested some stuff and Emily was very upset. And in fairness, was that not the day that we had the photo shoot thing at work? No, it was the day after. Oh, the, it was the, the day morning after. I spent with Alex. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was the morning you spent with your ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And I was very confused about that. And no, it was the same day that I was going to find out something about work though. Like yeah. I was already stressed because I didn't know – Something to do with work was kind of going to come to a head that night and it didn't. But I didn't know that it was going to not not come through. So I was already stressed about that because it would have been a very quick decision that I would have to make. Yes. And you didn't notice that I was potentially on edge already. Bro, I fucking noticed. That's why I evacuated the household. No, I went to bloody – I went and had a shower mid-conversation because I was like, I can't do this right now. So it's fine. No, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get figure there. it out. But you've also we've also got to remember that I've lived alone for a year and a half and you've lived with a boyfriend. Yeah. It's a very different setup. Yeah. When you've got two women in the house. Yeah. Which is currently like a bomb went off in it. Yeah. Because we need to fix it. And neither of us have fucking days off work. And neither of us have time to fix it. Yeah. So we will figure it out. We just need time to settle in. And we finally told the listeners – about the fact that we're living together as a result of your breakup. Which means we can now tell them all of our stories. Yeah, which were a lot more positive for the first couple of weeks. Recently, they've been a lot more negative. So just, we're going through a lot right now, we're guys. We're going through my, a rough batch. My wifey and I are having our first problems. Like, come on. And we haven't even written our love letters to each other yet. No, we need to write love letters. So the first time we have our big colossal fight, we remember why we got into this and why we love each other. And why we're living together and why we're doing this business. Maybe we should write them after we record this podcast just in I'm case. I'm going to bed <laughs> after this podcast. I'm a bottle of wine deep. Like, you, actually, you are a bottle of wine deep. I have a glass. How a was your tea? Great. My tea was great. Um, we should probably wrap this up. Because we've been rambling about this for an hour now. Yep. It's weird how like in your bed everything's more comfortable. It is. It is. And we have a groovy little setup and this might be our new thing. Maybe. Maybe. Well, we're going to set up something in the house anyway, Eric, and see if we can yeah. figure out a podcast studio at home because it's nice to be able to have a little bit of 
yeah. vino and some tea and your PJs and no pants on. And again, I'd really like to put out there, like, can I use my <laughs> vibrator anymore? No, it's an honest question. Can I use my favourite vibrator now that it's been molested by a dog? And it's still in working condition and has no teeth marks. It has no teeth marks, which means it was just sensually, sensually leaked for like up to 45 minutes while I was putting the kid <laughs> furniture. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, slide into yeah. our DMs and tell Steph whether she can use her vibrator. We'll probably put an Instagram poll up because I don't, I don't know that she's going to cope if she doesn't get validation to use this vibrator again. I just want to know that it's not fucked up if I do. That's, that's, like it's clean i'll metho the goddamn thing like her opinion is yes she just wants someone else to tell her that's okay that it's not fucked up and like, i said i wouldn't judge her if she did but that's why i also didn't want to tell you because i didn't want you to know that you could judge me if you heard like the room vibrating next door and you're like ew dude i know you have more than one vibrator yeah what of it but nothing. That's what I mean. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been like, oh, that's the vibrator that was molested by the dog. Oh, but it's her favorite, so it probably is. So it probably is. Um, yeah. Look, I don't know. Podcast listeners, please answer this question because I cannot deal with her asking me every day. Um, and then when you listen to the podcast, please put it up on your socials. Share where you're listening. Yeah. We love to see yeah. all of that kind of stuff. And we're going to be running a competition soon. Yeah, we might. Hey, mm-hmm. so if you put that. Um, Put something up on your Instagram of where you're listening and then we reckon we might pick someone. Yeah, and we'd like to do like a little phone-in or even if you're local, come and do a potty with us. Yeah, if you're a Gold Coast Coast base, we'll get you on. If not, we'll just phone you in because we have expensive equipment now and we can do that. Exactly, right? And how cool would it be to say that you're on a podcast before it was ridiculously famous? And inc- manifesting, now she's, bitch. She's manifesting now. Manifesting. She's, she's single. She's manifesting. We're going to be ridiculously famous one day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's that on that. That's that on that. That's that on everything. That's I'm a single it. prinkle. I'm I'm not going to say podcast tour because I'm so not interested. But, you know, but I have a vibrator that I may or may not be able to use. <laughs> so, so we've gone from having one podcast tour and one a uh, happily committed relationship to having neither of those things. Excellent. Our lives Amazing. are falling apart. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thank God for episode, what is this going to be, like 10, 11? I don't know where we're up to anymore, but I don't know. it's all come undone so quickly. <laughs> anyway, follow us on Instagram, yes. like and subscribe um, on iTunes, Spotify, do all of those things. The listens are coming in hot and from all sorts of strange countries. Right. Like Ireland, shout out to you if you're listening in Ireland. Turkey, I got that recently, and Latvia. I don't even know where that is. I don't know where fucking Latvia is. Geography is not my strong point. Is there point. a tea in that? Latvia? Yes, there is a tea in Latvia. <laughs> so if you are from Latvia and you have some tea, please send us oh. a DM. Oh! <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, follow us on Instagram at okay but seriously podcast and yep. do all the things. Send us all of your shots, yep. all of your stories. Yeah, shut up now. And I'm going to stop talking you. because she's making me sh- shut up now. We love you guys. We Thank love you, you guys. For listening. Bye. Bye. My whole face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. Hey, but it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, got the breakfast and 12 more of them. There's no... Because sometimes I put, like, an emoji next to it to 